we are back for episode two of this three-part series on tactics, strategies, and transformation, the keys to unlocking scalability in a portfolio. I didn't mention the keys to unlocking scalability in the portfolio in the first episode, which means I've just stumbled upon a a very cool tagline for this three-part series and hope you enjoy it. And mainly, of course, you get the outcome of it, right? But the main thing here is strategy. I wanted to start off by defining what that is in this part two, a plan of action designed to achieve a long-term or overall aim. The main thing I get out of this is a plan of action, then the second part, achieving, and the third part, long-term aim. So let's just break that down to property. So the main thing is plan of action. So the decisions you're going to take along the way, which is a combination of all that first part, which you said is all the tactics coming together as part of a plan. The second part is to achieve. (laughs) It better freaking work, right? So it has to achieve something. And then the third part is long-term overall aim. So if we now touch that into property, the long-term aim might be 100K passive income. The achieving it is actually hitting 100K, not 50, 60, or 70. And then a plan of action is how you get there. So can you see how the common uses of strategy that you often hear, which is, is P&I or interest only, what's your strategy? Is that really a strategy or is that a tactic? Which is why in that first part, I wanted to separate it because P&I or interest only is not your plan to then achieve 100K to then get to your long-term outcome. That, That doesn't make sense. That's a tactic. So what is the plan is, for example, the plan might be having three buy and hold residentials that become debt free in 10 years to then achieve a passive income of 100K. So that's the plan of action designed to achieve a long term strategy. And so I think we often overcomplicate strategy is kind of where I'm getting to in this particular part. Strategies really need to be focused in on that simplification of your plan and then looking at it actually achieving it and then looking at that long term. Now I'm gonna keep referencing this a few times and breaking this down just so we can simplify where we're going to with strategy. And so when it comes to strategy, these are some pivotal points you should consider. Number one is if you're buying property, what type? Residential or commercial? Number two is if you're buying property, What's the pathway you're going to take on buying property? For example, the strategy might be renovating property as a pathway there, or another strategy might be developing property as a pathway there, but then you need to give this some frequency. Renovating four properties purchased over the next five years, held for the next 15, and debt-free on the 16th. So this is starting to get clear. Now, when you look at strategy, your strategy then starts to break down even further from the quantity of properties, the timeline of hold, to the types of properties you buy, resi commercial as an example, but then you might even go to the type of ways you buy it. And that's when you start muddling up tactic and strategy together, but this is where they need to connect. So this could be that 90% loan, interest only tactics, renovating carpets, bathrooms, kitchen, that turns into a renovation strategy for three purchases held for the next 15 years, paying down debt, offsetting debt, achieving 100K passive income. So you see how this is all kind of coming together now? And so this is where strategies need to be that precise, that detailed, and consider a few core parts. So just recapping once more, it's the pathway, it's the frequency of assets, it's the timeline, it's the type of assets, and then of course, when you apply the tactics of locations, 
It's the research process that you follow as a strategy that's part of that pathway that you design to hit your goal or objective. So this is where strategy gets thrown way too much around in those barbecue conversations and it's actually just about simplifying it. And so if you can take those notes down of the specifics and really design a strategy, you start to get this into motion. And then if you take that one step back and start applying tactics is the examples given here. So as you're defining the strategy, here's what's not to do. Strategy and what not to do is all about not having one singular way to get there. For example, just buying negative cash flow properties. Now that's an outcome, a decision you made, but did you have A, frequency of how many negative cash flow properties? B, how long they intend to be negative cash flow for? C, is when they turn from negative cash flow to positive? Because remember, if your outcome is not negative cash flow, then what the hell is a negative cash flow going to do for a positive cash flow if that's your outcome? Because the outcome is part of strategy. Remember, strategy is to get to a desired outcome, a pathway or a plan that is achieved and getting you to your desired outcome. So is buying negative cash flow properties a desired outcome or is that a pathway for which you then need to answer the end question is how do I get this negative cash flow all the way to 100k income? That's the missing piece. Without that, you don't have a strategy because it's not designed to be achieved. Coming back to that definition once more. As you're on this journey, do not just make it that simple. Make it simple, but not that simple. We're buying negative cash flow properties for tax benefits as your strategy. That's not a strategy. That is an outcome. Now you've got to take the overarching outcome. Is your outcome to just save on tax? Because that would therefore mean you're buying property forever. You're working forever because you're just saving tax. Because remember, tax doesn't get saved unless you have an income to pay some tax on. And if therefore it means you're having an income to pay tax on, it means you're working. And if it means you're forever working, then your goal isn't passive income, is it? Oh no, but Arjun, hold on a minute. My goal is passive income. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Let's get clear on the goals. So your goal is passive income. How much is that passive income? By when? Great. 100K, 555. All right, that's the first step. Then have you mapped out how long you have left? how many assets you're gonna purchase, how many assets you're gonna purchase by when, and at what price points and market approaches in terms of researching those markets will you buy those properties with? And then will you be renovating, buying and holding, subdividing? Will you be selling anything? How much will you be saving? How much buffers you'll have? And then you go into tactics. Now, if you're looking for a refresher on tactics, jump to the episode before this one. It's a three-part series. This is part two. So guess what number tactics is? It's part one. <laughs> so let's take a step back and get tactics reviewed so you can then go, okay, I know the, the decisions to make in the short term to get to a plan, but the strategy here is a plan that's been designed to get you to your outcome. And from that perspective, this is what a strategy needs to have. So this is when it all starts coming together to be able to transition from tactics over to strategy. So as you're on this journey, Really start breaking down your tactics into strategies and then your strategies to something that leads to a designated outcome. And if you're not going to be able to break it down into that outcome, then you're not yet developing a strategy. And so as you take all the pieces to the puzzle together and you transition over to episode three, which is all about the transformation that you need to make. I said that word really slow. Transformation you need to make. Is that more impactful? If you're tuning in and this is more impactful, obviously leave me a note and say, hey, Arjun, very transformative. Uh, but if it wasn't, then that's just me uh, giving it a crack to sound more impactful, but not really doing it. 
But now transformation is the next part of this three-part series, which is all going to be turning your micro decisions into a plan. And then with that plan to get to your outcome, you've made big dial shifters, transformative shifts to be able to fast track it, make it bigger than what you initially thought. The 100K becomes 200, becomes 300. Or you select certain decisions that just push you way further. And this is where the whole concept of property investing was leverage decisions, right? Because one could just go and invest in other asset classes if they don't want that leverage upside. And so transformation is how do you leverage certain key activities to play in the areas that make the biggest moves on your journey. And so in episode two, if you want to take a very quick summary here, just to see what we've gone through, strategy was the key part here. And the main thing was not loosely coming up with a strategy. It was actually having a strategy that considers frequency of assets, the way you buy them, how you've designed to get to your outcome, what is that outcome, how long it'll take, and start to incorporate what I call a property plan or even a portfolio plan. And then if you move back to episode one, it's the tactics within that plan. I'm going to see you on episode three, which is all about the transformations and how we can actually now move the biggest dials in shifting your portfolio to new heights and in turn your goals.